0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of this podcast made for last year of film majors, student filmmakers, and any other person who desires to learn more about the filmmaking process. This podcast is a work in progress, so things will improve as we go along. But for now, each of us are at our own individual houses recording online. So there is a slight drop in audio quality. I hope you enjoy. All right. Um, welcome, everybody, to the first episode of this podcast. I don't know the name of it yet because... Yeah, um, suggestions will come in, but I guess once I post it, the name will be there. <laughs> um, so here I am joined by Chris Sin and Kenton Brandmeyer. Um, so hello, guys. <laughs> hello. Oh, that was in <laughs> um, Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about COVID 19 effects on us as individuals. Um, some of us are students and a recent graduate. Yep. Um, the university that we have gone to last year university, especially the film department that we are, or have been a part of what we know of the industry and how to be creative and positive in this time. All right, so jumping straight in, um, COVID-19 effects on us as individuals. Chris, let's start with you as a recent graduate. How has Corona virus affected you?
1: Oh boy, where do I start? Um, well. I was fortunate to have finished school last quarter. So that was like the winter of 2019, 2020, that kind of area. So that was my last quarter as a student in undergrad. And I was looking forward to entering the workforce because I had had other jobs set up previously to me graduating. And I've been working with a couple of commercial companies, working with um, some random indies. And I was using uh, different websites like Mandy.com and Production Hub to source my uh, job listings. Now, for my job, I'm a production sound mixer. What that means is I go on sets and film sets and record audio for them. Um, And I had a couple jobs lined up right after graduation, or right after I was done. And once COVID-19 started happening and uh, different industries and cities and uh, eventually some of the country started to go into lockdown, um, a lot of my jobs got canceled. And so my future, I guess you would say, or I guess like my current outlook on the job prospects dried up. And so I had like just off the bat, I was supposed to be on a job last week. I was supposed to be on a job this week and I was supposed to be on another job next week and all of those got canceled. So I'm sitting at home, not working and essentially just waiting for COVID-19 to be over. So that way I can go back to work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the crazy time of COVID. Um, I'll go on to myself um, next and then Kenton, you after. Mm-hmm. Um, so myself, I am hoping to graduate in June. Um, this podcast was recorded at the beginning of spring quarter on the quarter system. Um, so I have this quarter to go, which is turned online. And I've been fortunate enough to... Um, have most of my like hands-on classes taken already, and this quarter has been or will will be mostly theory and lecture, just online posted. So it hasn't, it won't affect me too much. But as terms uh, or as far as terms in the community aspect and uh, personal interaction, of course, that has affected me greatly. um uh, But for someone like Kenton
2: who needs hands-on classes as a second year, that's done. <laughs> okay, so I was actually supposed to take a sound mixing class this quarter that got canceled. Oh, hold on, before you
1: continue, what may, what emphasis are you for the people that uh, may oh, not know?
2: I, I'm a post-production sound emphasis, so I'm working with the post side of sound. And so I'm learning that and the mixing and whatnot right now in classes. So the class I was supposed to take this quarter got postponed until whenever we go back because we can't use the equipment because it's just not transportable. <laughs> Cause we can't haul a ten thousand dollar console that's like the size of a bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm, definitely so that's made it very hard. I was supposed to I was supposed to take sixteen units this quarter and since I couldn't take that I had to drop down to twelve. And one of the classes I'm taking isn't even towards my major. So I just had to take 12 just for the sake of taking 12 to be a full-time student. Dang. Yeah.
1: And, and and just for like clarification, like you only get certain scholarships or uh, aid if you're a full-time student, not a part-time student. So that's why you had to like throw in a essentially useless class.
2: Yeah. So that's my class later today too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, socially and um,
1: networking wise, uh, have you guys noticed a large change? Like, have you felt a difference in mood or attitude since you haven't been able to essentially go out and be with people or, like, you know, learn in the same space as them? How, how have you guys felt about that?
0: Um, well, for me, I mean, I haven't gone online yet. The uh, first class, will, well, my first class will be later tomorrow. Um, But in terms of, like, just in general, social interaction, of course, that has (laughs) been, like, great. Um, Well, you know, it's, I don't think, like, it needs repeating, but, like, we all know how easy, like, coronavirus or anything could could spread if, like, you know, one person just meets another person meets another person who meets another person who meets another person, you know? So it's, like, you know, a, a lot of, you know, responsibility and, like, you know, just mindfulness of other people as well as yourself in this time, which makes it difficult. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. One thing that I would say about this whole virus is that from being in college where I was like really outgoing and tried to hang out with people, I've gone to just being in my room like 90% of the day playing video games like I was in high school. (laughs) 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 Like I'm just regressed back to my high school state pretty much
1: <laughs> yeah I've, I've lived a similar lifestyle so far um so i definitely
0: understand that i know i've been on like fifa all day or... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's move on to um like coronavirus effects on um, our dear last year at university oh boy apartment. um so as you mentioned or um, certain classes have been canceled. And-
2: um, Well, one class, full and I was in. <laughs>
0: but, you know, of course, in, in the broad terms of last year, you know, a few classes have been canceled. Um, students can't, or at least for those hands-on classes, students won't be able to get those um, for a while. Especially okay. mm-hmm. so if they wanted to graduate or had like a certain schedule um, lined up um, for graduation, um, whether that be like a four-year plan, three-year plan, three-year plan, you know, would have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, the quality of, the, of education online, you know, there's a pro and con to that as well. Yep. Um, film apartment, Um, you know, in terms of like getting gear in order to do productions or, you know, take classes, <laughs> um, you know, that has been greatly affected. Um, and of course, the community aspect as well. Do you guys have any thoughts on... Um, like education and like uh general university impacts of coronavirus,
2: I think it's made everything harder for people like I mean the classes might be easier because you're not in class per se, but just like you can't go out and study with people, you can't go out work with other people, like for the film side, especially, you collaborate so much. And you're almost condensed to just yourself now.
1: I think the other thing that's kind of interesting is that obviously I'm not in school right now, but my girlfriend is. And for her, the biggest struggle for her in learning online is that um, a lot of the material she has to learn, a lot of the material that she has to study is not developed for an online platform. And so a lot of it has to get translated, synthesized, down, simplified, or if... The professor refuses to do so and not accommodate to the new platform of teaching they just teach it as if it was physical media but it's obviously missing the nuance um of being an online material so i can see that there's a lot of problems in you know either your class you're not getting necessarily what you paid for in terms of quality or maybe you have a professor that's not accommodating to the new platform or, you know, some of the other thing is what I could see to be a really big issue. And like you were saying, Brendan, with hands-on classes or classes where you have to physically learn how to operate a piece of equipment, if you don't have accessibility to that, it's really difficult to learn how to operate or learn how to develop almost like a muscle memory when operating equipment.
0: Yeah, and that makes it, like, really difficult. I know, um, at least my my parents were telling me about... Um, like London University like the nursing school needing to like push back clinicals um, for like a quarter. So like the nursing students would take it this quarter in the spring, but have to take it in the fall, you know, and that like, of course, greatly pushes back a plan. And then, you know, they already paid for it this quarter. So how's it going to, you know, affect mm-hmm. their long-term financial issues. Yeah. Um, and then for like, you know, like you were saying for gear, um, Especially in the film department. Um, You know, like here he's teaching the lighting class right now. And for, you know, soon, it's, you know, like you were saying, it's one thing for students to like just like look and be like, oh, yeah, that's an on switch. This is how you dial back um, the intensity and then the saturation and then ta da da da. But it's another thing to do it entirely because, you know, as you know, we've seen like lots of students like do it once. And then like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. but then like they come back like a month later and like, "Oh, I don't know where it is. What's?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the on switch? Now, you know, jokes aside, I think that there is a different nuance to learning with a physical medium, and especially in any type of art field. So for film, for art, for painting, sculpting, drawing, you know, any type of creative art, there's something that's different about tactile kinetic learning. And when you can see it and you can feel it and you can understand it in a different way and look at it from more than just like a 2D screen, it's a very different experience in how you learn. And obviously, you know, we should talk about how this is different than lecture-based classes or just information-based classes where you're expected to learn, you know, data or you're expected to learn processes. In film and in art, you're expected to practice and that is your learning. And you can't practice if you don't have access to, you know, equipment so to speak or materials if you're like an artist
0: Ooh. yeah so that let's jump ahead then to what like physically creatives can do during this time come back to um like coronavirus effect. but um how do you guys think like people should be looking at at least artists in terms of like
2: um self-improvement and like education um i'd say well for at least the film side as a student right now just try and write as much as you can like make that pre-production process happen right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's the easiest time to or if you have something to do in post do that just because you're pretty much just having to skip the production side of everything for the moment because you can't weave, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, man, that is a tough question because obviously, like you have people that specialize in script writing, you have people that specialize in post-production uh editing and sound and color that can't like if they have projects, they can absolutely take this time to work on them, which is awesome for them. But for people like myself who are mainly production focused where I do po I do production sound, it's a really hard thing to figure out because I'm not a, I'm not a director, I'm not a scriptwriter. I'm not, you know, I don't have any projects that I would want to make right now. My focus is really to either improve my production quality or like my ability to record or to figure out a different way to, you know, use this isolation time to do something I haven't been able to do. So creativity wise for me and like productivity wise, i am just been trying to research my equipment a lot more to understand all the nuances, understand why 32-bit float is different from 24-bit, to understand, you know, all of the specific- specifics of my equipment. So that way, when I do come back to the industry, I'm much more knowledgeable about what it is and what it means versus, you know, spending this time just waiting, I guess.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's certainly a difficult situation for like, people that are more production focused um and it, it, you know, of course it is a lot easier for like writers to like work on things um as compared to like you know production people um cinematographers or that but at the same time you know people can use like this time as um you know just to like take take for themselves you know if, if people need self-care and stuff and need to look after themselves, you know, this is, this is a dramatic time. And, you know, there's no, you know, harm in saying that like, oh, I, you know, didn't have time where I didn't, um, wasn't focused enough. And that's totally okay during the time because it is a difficult time. Mm-hmm. But for other people who like are okay, you know, like, um, people, especially for like cinematographers or, um it's like you were saying like people that you know have projects upcoming um they can certainly work on things as well but you know do you do you, do you guys see any like um like obstacles facing like cinematographers or like you know people like that oh yeah
1: absolutely you yeah. yeah. <laughs> kidding um i think my first thought is that for production side for cinematographers let's say Having access, you may not have access to equipment. Um, A lot of cinematographers in the industry do not own their own cameras, for instance, or maybe like not all of the equipment that they would need to shoot something. And if Mm -hmm. they don't have the access to that, it'd be really hard for them to visualize, you know, maybe a shot list they would want to make, or maybe practice a different medium or experiment with, you know, Mm -hmm. shooting a different style or something. So, not having access to be it would be one thing, and then obviously when this thing eventually ends or you know comes to an end by some means if you don't have anything lined up i think that's a huge obstacle you know if you're not prepared for the future if you don't make plans now it's going to be really hard once you kind of come out the
0: other end of this tunnel Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and in terms of like student cinematographers though how do you see like them you know trying to get an education at home Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Go ahead, Kenton. I was just going to say for people at home, like if you have a phone, you have a camera time to get good with everything practical in your house that you could <laughs> shoot, like just yeah, shoot literally everything you could possibly think of and just try and make it look as good as possible. And you could probably get pretty good just by focusing on that for like an hour a day, if not two or three
1: I think it's a great tip right there. Um, practicing, like uh, like we were saying before, that uh, for a lot of other you know fields, your knowledge is grown based off how much information you get in your head. For our field, it's how much practice you do, and if you stop practicing, you stop improving. So I think Kenton has a really good point of dedicating some time to focus on whatever craft you're trying to do and doing it, even if you don't have all the means necessary. So, like you were saying, you have a phone, you have a camera. Maybe try mm-hmm. to figure out. Oh, wait, this camera can fit in a lot of different places and can move in very different ways, and can get really interesting angles if I think about it first. So, mm-hmm. maybe like trying to maybe trying to copy like a scene from a movie and how it's shot, or maybe trying to figure out movement. You know, like really, really like limiting how much you're trying to mimic or copy down to a very specific thing. So that way, it's much more doable than trying to copy an entire scene. Because obviously, you may not be able to copy the lighting or you know, the sound of the scene or the color of the scene. But maybe you could copy just the camera movement. So mm-hmm. learning what the difference between a push and a pull is, knowing when yeah. to rotate around a subject or to whip with a subject. So I think for creatives and student filmmakers who may not have the equipment available to them, learning or trying to mimic something that they are really inspired by and really limiting it down to one aspect of that, trying to copy it every day, mm-hmm. I think will help develop the practical skills that they need to eventually use once they come back to more equipment and resources. Yeah.
0: And it's yeah. not like
2: they don't have time either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, some people might, you know, have certain like responsibilities to take care of. Yeah. Uh, but-, but, you know, like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, especially if they're like cinematographers or you know, even directors as well, they can analyze, you know, what it is they 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 like or something that they want to whether it be like, you know, narrative mm-hmm. or even it can be, you know, commercial in itself. You know, and trying to see like what works and what doesn't work, what makes this commercial successful and like actually writing it down on paper rather than just being like, Oh yeah, that commercial's good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think is definitely another thing that they can do. And then like, you know, take the next step and then, you know, maybe with the resources you have at your house, whether that be a phone or like their um, parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like a sibling, you know, try and go out and do something. Um, you know, I just saw a really horrible thing with my mom and stepdad. Uh, black
2: <laughs> yeah. I saw some stills from it. Wait, <laughs> that was you peeking through the window, right? No, no,
0: that no, one. no. Bad. <laughs> no, it, it's really bad. But like, you know, it's it was fun. You know, just thinking up of the concepts. Maybe like, dwelling mm-hmm. on. I didn't think it through very well, but um, I maybe sat on it for like a day and then like, you know, made all specifics and then two hours later just go out and shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know,
1: I think a good idea for anyone who's like a cinematographer or a colorist or someone who's eventually going to be editing is that um, you may, you may not necessarily have to film something, but you should definitely try to take a picture of something. I think pictures are a much more manageable bite size, you know, specimen to work on, so to speak. And so maybe try to figure out angles or to figure out coloring or figure out lighting for one still frame first, and then try to see if you can, you know, Mm -hmm work that into a small scene.
2: Yeah. Or even like, instead of going right into video, take a sequence of pictures. Yeah. Maybe see.
1: make a storyboard or something, right?
2: Yeah. And to show what's happening in each one and give the purpose for why you're moving, whatever the subject is and not mm-hmm. just having something move because it's moving, mm-hmm. like have a purpose for each individual movement. Cause it will show in your work.
1: That'd be interesting. Like tell a story in nine photos kind of deal if mm-hmm. you have that challenge <laughs> 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 write that down write that down
0: yeah i mean it's up, you know, the, the juxtaposition of two images, right yeah um, or three or four um and so that yeah that's a great idea um trying to capture you know meaning you know still is one thing but then trying to like convey meaning across two or three um is you know fascinating especially you know photographers professional photographers do all the time mm-hmm. um, but for filmmakers student filmmakers, that might be a great exercise for them to do yeah
1: and uh just to kind of speak on the resources thing, obviously you know you may be at home and you may not have you know professional grade lights or professional grade cameras or whatever, right, but one of the funny things I've been seeing a lot for teachers is that. <laughs> 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 One of the uh, one of the things I've been seeing that a lot of teachers have been doing is that they've, you know, obviously been streaming and using the platform called Zoom and I've seen a couple teachers actually make their own softbox lights out of like a regular like lamp, like mm-hmm. with like a tin foil or like a uh, <laughs> like one of those like heated dinner trays, you know? And so they just <laughs> stick it through the heated dinner tray and then they just like put a like a plastic bag over it so it creates a softbox because like in principle, they are diffusing the light, and they're spreading it out, and it's like it's hilarious to me to see like my high school, you know, history teacher doing that. <laughs> but I mean, it, in reality, it works. You know, mm-hmm. it's a principle that he's applying to use that you know gives him the desired look with you know zero access to resources.
0: Yeah, DIY, DIY, DIY. We're going back to the indie days. Oh God. Like, we're all independent filmmakers anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts um, on the, on this matter, how to be creative and positive in this time?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, as cliche as it sounds, sometimes the most creative stuff comes out of your limitations. So maybe trying to write something within a very set narrow parameter or maybe trying to make something or film something that's very Mm -hmm. specific and very narrowed will help boost creativity. So for instance, uh, I offered a challenge to one of our freshmen at La Sierra, and he was asking, what should I do during this time? And I said, okay, write a script in 10 pages and write it in five, then write it in four, then write it in three, two, one, and then see if you can write that story and keep the essence of the story from 10 pages to one page.
2: Hmm.
1: Like instead of going, you know, more detail to less detail, you know, just trying to figure out what he can do within those parameters. Um, yeah, Production-based majors, I would say, try to mimic or try to copy something that you've seen or maybe go learn about your equipment more. And then for post-production majors, I would say, uh, find your favorite stills from a movie. See if you can try to copy the lighting with a still that you have or see if you can try to color it in the same style and see how close
0: you can get. Yeah, or for, like, someone like Kenton, just, like, break down the sound mix of a, a film.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. I just did so- that before break. Nice. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it <laughs> took me, like, 10 hours. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It uh, made me not want to watch Avatar for a long time. <laughs> I
0: mean, it not a film. It can be, like, you know, like a travel video or something. You know, all the little nuance, you know, sound effects that they put in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like reels or something, or you know, like I was thinking, or I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on the documentaries to, to pull up to be put up in like a mm. year's time about this. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. I
2: can't wait for all the pandemic movies that are about to come out, bruh. <laughs> I know uh-huh. there's going to be a bunch of happy movies to get over it, and then there's also going to be a bunch of pandemic movies to make money off of it, probably. <laughs>
0: um, all right, moving on. Um, Unless anyone has any final thoughts?
2: No. Mm, Not for that.
0: All right. Moving on to our final topic, which is um, the COVID-19 effects on the industry, um, as we know, because we're just students and a recent graduate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, of course, we have um, major productions shut down we have theatrical releases being pushed back or released online.
2: Stranger things.
0: Um, yeah. so, so sad. we have um, a bunch of filmmakers out of jobs, um uh, mm-hmm. cannot find a job like our dear Mr. Sin here. Indeed. Um, And, you know, of course there have been fun set up Netflix. I think what released like 1 million for like their own employees or um crew that have worked on Netflix films. Um, as well as like a small amount for other things. And, um, you know, rental houses um, are, you know, shut down now, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, where are the theaters? People, your rentals, yeah, theaters. To, um, as you know, major camera companies as well that do rentals, you know, Panavision, RE. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: um, all those departments are probably, definitely done for a couple months um what are you guys thoughts on that and how it will affect everything
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think like just most industries right now it's going to be a struggle for until everything goes back to normal i guess until they actually find a cure for this we could go back to normal life but i think once we do come back a lot of these businesses probably will have to go out of business entirely and it'll be very weird because there'll just be really big companies and very few tiny small businesses
1: i think that's the thing i'm most afraid about is that this essentially shutdown of the planet has essentially crippled or destroyed some industries like a lot of the places that were living very much you know right on the feather between red and black of their finances like may have just been decimated by this while others who are much, you know, healthier and have a longer, you know, history may be Amazon. able to weather this.
2: <laughs> yeah. like This other is Amazon's like, people. cold in yeah. time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really concerned about a lot of, you know, smaller houses or smaller rental studios or production companies that may not be able to weather this storm or, you know, may not have enough saved up to be able to weather this. And what I see is happening after this kind of, ends is that I see a lot of either monopolies forming for the companies and production studios that were able to weather this storm having like essentially a monopoly of equipment or you know access or you know essentially just being the only ones left standing I see a monopoly being a very likely possibility but on the other hand I also see a lot of places that are just you know barely surviving like essentially giving out their gear for free or racking up prices to try to you know recoup some of their profits back Mm. so as you know i don't see our industry dying i see our industry coming back with a new hunger and desire to create but i also see the people that profit off of our desire you know seeing that as more money dollar signs so that's where i'm kind of envisioning the future going
0: Mm-hmm.
1: what are your thoughts
0: yeah. um, I think just in terms of like personal implications um, for you and me Chris mm-hmm. um, trying to find a job because <laughs> um, <laughs> by the time like everything kind of like rolls back to normal it'll probably be in the fall or yeah. um, next year by the time a vaccine hopefully can come out if not the year mm-hmm. after yeah And so what that means in terms of, like, the broader economy is that, like, people won't be spending as much money as they have been. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, Uh, yeah. Like, there's going to be a huge just... Even already people aren't spending money like they were. Yeah. Because everyone's afraid that it's going to be the 1930s again. We're going to go into another depression.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people are more obviously, like, hoarding for the paper, but, like... You know, they're not going out. So all those restaurants that, like, have been, you know, depending on their clients for money are, yeah. you know,
2: <laughs> so I haven't they had like, fast food in three weeks. Yeah. My God.
0: And, uh, like, and you know, the, the government is trying to do stuff, with like, you know, push um, rolling back, um, you know, taxes and um, other, uh, you know, mortgages and stuff like that.
1: And, but, and also the stimulus package.
0: Yeah, uh, but that... Won't affect. I, I won't get money because I'm claimed as I'm claimed as a dependent. Thanks. Um, me too. Money. Yep. <laughs> um,
2: no money for us.
0: Yeah. They uh, really
2: found a good way to not give people sixteen to t- like twenty four money.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, at least at least for like at least for me, you know, my parents are like you know middle class, so I'll be fine. But I for like the lower, um classes you know it really sucks for you know mm. them if, like you know their claim is dependent and they're a student yeah they can't get a job now or they they don't even get like 500 dollars because mm-hmm. do you hear about
2: canada's compared to ours the bill
0: 2k a month for four months uh-huh. i know they get
2: eight thousand dollars and we get a one-time payment of 1200 if we're an independent yep <laughs> And that's a big if because half of us our parents claim this is dependent, so the taxes yeah. are lower,
0: yeah, yeah, but you know in terms of you know the economy, you know of course there's really a uh, has to create negative consequences um, and you know once at least when the film industry like kind of reboots back up in several months' time um I mean, everyone's going to be clawing for those jobs that have been laid off or that are starting to reopen again. Yeah. Um, and it just makes you know our lives a whole lot difficult. <laughs> it's not like the film. It's not like the film industry was like saturated anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> but one thing, one thing I am curious about is like how many of like these jobs. Um, and and, like not just on the street but like in terms of like um, all the other industries as well like how many of them will actually continue to allow people to work from home
1: oh man that's a question
0: because I feel like you know if people can work from home and they've been doing it during this time and they've they've still been like producing out the goods you know then Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm starting to wonder how many you know can do that and then you know would that mean the person from New York will like compete for a job
1: in L.A. <laughs> oh, man, that's true. That's
0: true.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, like, one of the things that I'm also thinking about, too, is um, you're saying, like, oh, like obviously, when the industry reboots, like you are saying, the, uh, you're going to have this huge saturation of people coming back for jobs competing. And for us who do, for the people that do physical jobs, like in production, it's going to be a lot of slots that are going to have a lot more people trying to buy for them. But yeah, like having people that work from home traditionally now buying for slots that may be now new opens. That's going to be extremely more competitive. So what can we do as student filmmakers to try to give ourselves a little bit more of an edge so when that industry comes back that we're a little bit more prepared? I don't know.
0: Like, is... People have always been trying to get an edge, but in terms of like students, you know, the whole point of, you know, entry-level jobs or like runners is like being exposed and just to have a student give work. work. Um, but uh, the only edge is to actually like be an expert in what you want mm-hmm. rather than be a jack of all trades. I agree. hmm and that makes it a whole lot more I think, <laughs> things,
1: yeah, I think uh, one of, like in some of the uh, sets that I've been on, I've been invited back for a couple reasons. Most of the time it's because they say that I'm really easy to work with, meaning that I'm friendly. I'm easy to talk to. I do my job and I do it well, but I also get along with the people around me. And that is a really you know, important thing. But at the end of the day, we're creating a product. And if the quality of my work is not up to the standard that they need it to be, I'm probably not going to get hired or recommended by, you know, to someone else. So like you're saying, being the best in what you're doing is really difficult if you don't exactly have a lot of field experience. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where we can use this time to learn as much as we can with the tools that we have so that we can be better prepared and better equipped to be, you know, the best choice for that job.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for something like production, sound mixing, you know, it is a whole lot more of a narrow field as compared to like, um, grips or camera, um, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, sound production or post production sound is another, you know, area of special, th- special expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, like for like Kenton, I you how know, you can't exactly learn it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, old, unless you like spend dollars.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, the classes I've already taken too, like they're above the YouTube level of learning. So mm-hmm. even there, I'm just like can't do anything.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm just sort of in a limbo right now. Like I'm for the first time in over a year, I'm not taking a single film class. Wow, just yeah. because I didn't have one that would fit well with what I'm doing
0: yeah yeah so to give us an edge you know at, for a lot of us it just might be like a delay like a year-long delay that we have to go through learn to do anything mm-hmm. so it is a struggle yep for mm-hmm. us and for a lot more people out there oh mm-hmm.
1: man and you know as a, as cliche as this is going to sound, um, this is a really good time to create a reel for yourself or to pull together a material that you've made before into some sort of reel. Because obviously, you know, your first step in a lot of doors is, hey, show me what you've done. Not, you know, show me your equipment. It's, hey, show me what you've done so I can tell if you're quality or not. And for a lot yeah. of people that don't have you know, they may have not have had the fortune to be on a lot of jobs yet. Um, The best thing you can do is to come up with material or, you know, things that you would want to have in your reel, you know, very specific sounds, very specific camera looks, very specific colors, you know, and creating one. I think this is a really good time for people to really bunker down and figure out what they want to look like and sound like. And Create that, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of limitations and a lot of lethargic nature that you're going to have to overcome being at home all the time. But I think this is going to be a really valuable time for um, for everyone who can and has the willingness to uh, improve themselves right now. And I guess a real coming out of this would be kind of a culmination of all the things you attempted to do. And even if they don't end up getting you a job, you still did something. You did practice. And that's going to help you later anyways.
0: Yeah. And if not real, then, you know, take time to do, like, another analysis or something else. I like, mean, try and practice as best you can to improve yourself in this time. Mm-hmm. Is key. Um, but, you know, for some people that might not, you know, have the resources or the ability to um and it'll just be have to be like a delay um unless more relief um comes Mm -hmm. which may or may not happen um because Mm -hmm. of government stuff (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but hopefully the people that can't afford will be forgiving and merciful and (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) oh man
0: Um, any other thoughts? I think that it might be a good place to end.
2: Mm-hmm. Just a very weird time to be living in. Like, Indeed. we're basically part of history now, but it's never been like this worldwide, I guess, since World War Two, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> At least in terms of, like, personal issues <laughs> mm. for us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, thus ends the podcast. Thank you guys for taking the time to record with me here. Thank you um, for having us. Yeah, thanks. That's it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I want to thank Kenton Brandmeier and Kristen once again, and I hope to see you around soon.